Hello, everybody. My name is T Rose, and welcome back to the It's the Parents in Life podcast. And today, I have a special guest. My daughter, introduce yourself. Hi, guys. Yes, I'm Tanaria. I'm back again. You ain't back again. Yes, I am. You ain't been on this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, hi. She's here for the first time on this platform. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, um, I wanted to do a, I guess, a little mini series, I guess. But I don't know. I'm going to have... I'm sure I have them on a couple of times or whatever, but I want to do a mini series where I was going to, you know, interview both my daughters. So this is part one of interviewing the daughters. And it's just basically me asking them questions about us parents and how, you know, how it goes. <laughs> so, yeah, you ready? You prepared? You, you, you nervous? No. You know, you, you good? <laughs> yeah, to speak that way. Yeah. So yeah, guys. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't been been on in a while, so I'm trying to get, you know, things in motion. So here we go. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to ask, what do you feel like is like the biggest mistake that parents make? Are there? Yeah. What's the biggest mistake that you think parents make when it comes to their children? Like, what do you think? It's one of the biggest mistakes that we make. <laughs> if you understand what I mean. Give me kids phones. <laughs> oh my God. Oh Do y'all hear this? Do y'all hear this, parents? Repeat yourself. Give your child a phone. It's the biggest mistake. Okay, and why do you feel like that? Because they ain't they about to get their phones confiscated. I'm about to get these phones cut off. Look at her face. I wish y'all could see her face. Okay, so why do you why do you feel like that? Not right now. I'm just saying, in the past, like I feel like the good age for a phone is probably like fifteen. Mm-hmm. Because it's just so much stuff in the world that you shouldn't be exposed to mm-hmm. at a young age and start at your phone. Yes, that's so true. So, um, like you said, you feel like that's an appropriate age. And what age do you think is too young to have a phone? Anything under fifteen? Yes. Okay. Because a lot of, you know, a lot of kids is three and four with phones. <laughs> so why do you think it's a mistake? Like, I mean, you said it's a mistake because of the things that are exposed to. But have you been exposed to certain things that you feel like you wouldn't expose, you shouldn't have been exposed to? Yeah, but no, at the same time. So what is the year? Like... Mm, I got supposed to lot of stuff in school though, so I can't really say my phone, but like mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think it's more so too like with social media. Now, of course I don't allow my kids to have cer- certain types of social media like um Instagram and like Twitter or Facebook and stuff like that, because I feel like it's more of an exposure there. Even if you don't follow certain people, I feel like people that you follow like their stuff and their feed shows up in your feed so um it's kind of harder for you to filter it out like i i lean more towards like with my older daughter i feel like i lean more towards like snapchat now with snapchat i feel like it's it's kind of harder for a lot of stuff to get in there plus it's not really that many people 
that gravitate towards Snapchat anymore. People just feel like, oh, I want to get on here for the filters and that's it. Like, and then they save their videos and take them to every other app. So to me, I feel like that's more safer, but you know, your kids can get into whatever. And just like she said, she was exposed to a lot of stuff in school. And honestly, how can we really prevent that from happening? Like you, you know, your kids got to go to school. <laughs> and even if they don't go to school in person, if they do stuff at home, then that causes, that's a whole nother set of issues too sometimes because it's like the lack of, you know, being around other people that can like cause a lot of strain on people. Like that's depressing. Like you just constantly in the house and you're not interacting with people. Like that's a lot. But in school, I'm really starting to realize like, which I've, I've realized for a long time, of course, because just me being in school and being a kid, you get exposed to so much. Like boys are like, extra horny and it's always something that comes with that and the girls are mean and the kids are mean and they and they like to bully and then it's like now with the phones is like the the fight videos and the kids fighting it's just like you it's so much drama and so much cattiness like it's crazy <clears throat> so like the things that kids are exposed to at home they bring that to school so if you don't have a kid like that cuss and stuff like that or excuse me, they do a lot of different stuff. Like you go to school, you're going to get exposed to it. So just be mindful and make sure you watching and monitoring what your kids are doing. Um, talk to your kids. Like I always say, talk to your kids because <clears throat> you never know what they be exposed to you. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> it's Yanni trying to, she's trying to get a clue of what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> so, okay. Another question I had was, so being that I'm a single mom, I've published a book, Single Mother Squad. So we know the story. <laughs> How do you, do you feel like it would have been easier for you to be raised in a two-parent household? Do you feel like it would have been easier or better? No, I feel like it would have been, I don't know. Because... Speak up. I don't know. You don't know? No. Because I'm so used to only having a mother in the house. I don't even think, I don't know how to think about having two parents in the house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like when you see other people, like do you have friends that have like both parents in the household? Yeah. And like, do what it, what like, what's the difference that you see? It's not really a difference. Oh, okay. Okay, so do they, like, ever talk about, like, their parents, like, oh, okay, my dad, this, or my mom, or, like, do they feel like it's just, it's just normal? Yeah. 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 Because I know, like, you know, like, when you were younger, like, in elementary and stuff, like, seeing, pe like, parent like, two household parents, it, like, kind of bothered you and stuff. So why do you think that was something that bothered you? Because everybody kept talking about it. And it was always a conversation, like somebody was always talking about their dad mm -hmm. or whatever. And just like my dad was in my life and yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> you so goofy. <laughs> I used to be mad because like they always talking about their dad. Mm -hmm. And their dad this or that that. So you feel like you was missing out or you lacked something? Yeah. Okay. So now Fast forward to the age you are in high school. You'll be graduating and stuff soon. 
do you feel like do you still feel like you lack the like how do you feel now when you look at that that type of stuff like how does it make you feel do you feel like you miss out on anything do you feel like you you need to gain something more for you to be uh basically a successful adult in the future no it's just now since he's like sort of am i it's like he wouldn't really need it Mm -hmm. back then oh okay because I feel like he would have back in the same way mm. back then. Yeah. You can't even. Why? <laughs> because it's like, you know, you listen to a podcast, you can hear every little thing because you listen to it like in headphones and stuff like that. So you're going to hear every little detail. Don't like, want you smacking no Reese's in their ears. <laughs> I, that's why I really don't like to drink my water for it because you can hear gulping oh. going down my throat. But I got to, I got to because maybe. I'm often not like me to talk too much. It'd be like, I'm I'm thirsty. So yeah. Um, I mean, I understand that. Like me growing up also without a dad, like, um, I knew him, you know. Like I didn't know him, know him, like the um, like having him around, you know, on a regular basis like that, because he was incarcerated. But I knew of him, I used to visit him and stuff like that. So to me. I guess I didn't feel like I lacked because I knew who he was. I he was a, he was a real figure to me. Like I actually got to spend time with him, whether it was behind bars. It like I don't think that necessarily bothered me. That was just my normal. Right. Like I don't I don't really remember like you know key details from my childhood. Like if it affected me in certain type of ways, but from what I can remember and from what I feel, you know, in my heart, I don't feel like it ever bother me or hinder me i just knew like okay i know who my dad is and i go see him and i go visit him or whatever and that was just that and that's what i look forward to i didn't i didn't feel the need to be like oh my dad need to be in the household oh he needs to come to school events i never felt that i just felt like it was normal for me to go see my dad where he was and to me that was just my normal so growing up i mean as i got you know older and became an adult I don't know. I don't. I still don't really think I, I lacked anything. Like, um, and I don't know if it's the type of person that I am or what, but I just felt like I, you know, I'm just the type of person. I gotta do what I gotta do. <laughs> so, regardless of that, I don't sit around and try to harbor, like, um, harbor on the feelings. Like, oh, my mom was this way or my dad was that way. You know, like, but a lot of children do, and a lot of times it's like they hold resentment because they feel like because of you and the way that you raised me. I'm not the way that I should have been. I could have been better if you were here, you know. So, do you ever have any of those feelings? Not really. (laughs) But, um, I mean, well, you're still growing anyway, so you still have time to to figure out your life and, and, you know, find your way. But, um, you know, I, I think it's very important to have two parents in the household. And, you know, when children are raised really well and they don't see like any issues and they're happy and they're fed and they have all the essentials that they need, whether it's two parents or one parent, they don't really care as long as they're happy. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they don't really notice that because they know they just have a good household. But I feel like regardless of the fact, I, I will always push for the two parent household. Because I feel like it's just so important, and not only for the children, but also for the parents. 
Like, I don't want to, no dad should just be left to take care of the ch children or no mom should just be left. Like, that's a lot. This, this is a two parent, a two person job. So I feel like the load shouldn't fall heavier on one person because the other person decides they want to lack for whatever reason. I feel like it should be equal because like a lot of times <clears throat> me as a parent, I feel like sometimes I wish I had somebody to help me make decisions when it comes to my children, because it's just like, yeah, I can call my mom and I can say stuff to her or whatever, but like just having somebody who shares that same DNA with that child, I feel like it's like, it'd be easier for me to just be like, okay, well, ask your dad. <laughs> you know, like sometimes I don't always want to be the bad guy. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't always want to feel like I'm the bad guy. Like if, if I got to tell you no or something like that, or I got to take your phone or make you do this or do that. Sometimes I wish it was somebody else to be like, and I'd be like, I ain't got nothing to do with it. And I could just go and mind my business and let him, you know, be responsible. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I just wish I had that somebody else to like, come and sit at the table with and be like, look, what do you think we should do? Do you think we should do this? Do you think we should do that? Because like, it's just, sometimes it's like, dang, I, I got to figure this out. Like, wow. <laughs> like, okay. Like, and a lot of times we don't know what to do. We just wing it. And we just be like, I'm just going to do what I feel like is best for my child. But sometimes you don't even, you don't necessarily know if it's best. You're just doing what you think is, is best. So that too can just be like a lot for one person. And sometimes... You know, I don't really like to speak on a break, but sometimes we do. Everybody needs a break. Not even you, you know, just because you're a child don't mean you, you don't need a break. Sometimes mm -hmm. you just need peace and space to yourself. And that's, that's okay. But like, as a parent, we don't get that. And then a lot of people look at parents as like, well, this is what you signed up to do. This is what you wanted to do. But just because I wanted to bring a beautiful life into this world don't mean, don't mean I don't deserve to have my own space sometimes. And to be at peace. That mean I got to be crazy and, um, <laughs> you know, stressed out and stuff like that just because I decided to have kids. Like, no, I still have to take care of myself. I still got to make sure that I'm good so that my children can be good. And a lot of people just be like, well, that's what you wanted to do. So that's what you need to do. And it's just like, really? <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy. So, um, what do you think is the appropriate age for, a teenager to start dating or do you think teenagers should date at all like just what's your preference on that um i whenever i don't know <laughs> like it's dating but it's like dating but like what do you do when you're dating like i'm saying i don't know how to say like Okay, so having a boyfriend or having a girlfriend, like, what do you think is the appropriate age? If you are under 18, what do you think is the appropriate age? 17. 17? 17, 18. 17, 18? Yeah. Okay. But. <laughs> I'm just saying, what's your, what do you think? It's not a right or wrong answer. <laughs> That's, this is all based off of your opinion and how you feel, your thoughts, your beliefs. At the end of the day, you're still your own person. You have your own thoughts. You have your own mind. Not what your mom says. Not what your mom thinks. What do you think within yourself? <laughs> yeah. So it's you too. Oh, okay. And so, like. That's dating, though. Just dating. So what does dating mean to you, though? Dating is just, like, talking. 
date that's mm-hmm. I feel like dial up 18 up mm-hmm. then that's not really dating them because I feel like Grown. <laughs> so you feel like it's okay to like lose your virginity and stuff once you turn 18 or older it's like okay it's a green yeah. light then it's like you just figuring each other out type stuff i don't know mm-hmm. i mean that's that's exactly what it is though because um dating it's is not even thing. dating just like talking right yeah you i mean wanna, but even if you go ahead talk. huh talking is talking you said talking is talking you yeah because even as adults (laughs) you can drink you just gotta do it uh don't take big old gulps (laughs) like you were um fish or something but no like um even as adults we we get dating missing screwed because a lot of times we we dating somebody and then next thing you know you we getting busy (laughs) <laughs> you getting busy in the next uh couple of weeks or something like that it's just like okay are y'all dating are y'all being intimate like what are you doing so it was just like how does that work but dating is a thing where you can date multiple people right you can date you can and i i can't put a limit on it but like you can date I feel like we should say date i should talk you can talk to multiple people but Not, the pro- dating is like you're that's your set person that you're only talking to that one but person. that's not how dating goes that we have a mix and screw no talking you're but talking you, to someone but you gotta understand like we've been politically correct about dating black people say talking <laughs> <laughs> like we don't it's like the other minorities or just the other races they don't really say oh talking like they consider it dating mm-hmm. so just talking to somebody is considered dating even if y'all don't go on dates even if y'all just text each other and FaceTime like people still like consider that dating but dating is actually getting to know multiple people at one time like you don't have to and you can let you could disclose this to the other people that you're dating like yeah I'm I'm dating two or three other people and nobody should have a problem with that because I'm not exclusive with you we're not being intimate we're just getting to know each other so I shouldn't be mad about you dating other women and vice versa you know what I'm saying and you can date multiple people you can date like five people at one time you go on a date with this person on Monday, another one on Wednesday, and it should be perfectly fine because you're not being intimate with anybody. You're just seeing and feeling this person out and seeing if this is a good fit for you. And if they're not, then it's okay to keep it moving and whatever. Nobody, but that's the thing. People get in Mr. Screw. So that's why it's so much stigma behind it. That's why it's so much drama because people want to fight. Like, oh, you was talking to me. You was talking to her and all and that. It's just like, okay, we're just dating. But when you involve sex, then that's when it becomes something else. Mm-hmm. So that's when feelings is involved. And then it's like, oh, now I want to feel territorial over you. I feel like you're mine and vice versa. It don't go like that. <laughs> so, yes, people have to learn how to properly date. Because I'm the type of person, <laughs> I always say, like, I ain't good at dating because I would talk to two, two different people or something like that. Then I start liking one more than the other one. Then I cut the other one off. <laughs> it's just like, okay, cool. But... You haven't even really got to know this person. Like, nobody, neither one of them for real. You just decided you wanted to like him more because maybe he takes you more than the other one did. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, you still need to weigh your options and figure out like what else does somebody have to offer besides a text conversation. <laughs> like, let's be real. So let me see. So when do you think is the the appropriate age? 
for a child to start working and okay i'll ask more but just go ahead with that. working yeah when whenever you can <laughs> they don't let you work at their stuff <laughs> we can't hear you over there <laughs> whenever you're old enough to work go work so i know <laughs> so what what age is that 15 16 so do you think once you start working you should be helping helping your parent out in the household <laughs> i feel like when you start 18 you're still living with your parents uh-huh. yeah. okay but if you're 16 you just got a job no right okay like, you're still a child yeah so what do you think you should help out with once you turn 18 the bills if you're still living there you <laughs> put your party on the bills <laughs> okay because Baby, you almost 18. I'm gonna be like, y'all remember, I'm gonna come back to this and rewind y'all remember. <laughs> but yeah, but that does make sense. Like, I think it's so wrong for parents to be taxing your 14 and 15 year olds that work seven jobs, I mean summer jobs and stuff, and like, oh, you need to do this and you need to do that. I don't I don't think that's right. Let your kids um, you know, figure out their way, teach them how to manage money and stuff like that and how to save and all that. And then once they get old enough, and if they still, you know need to lean on you okay it's time for you to start being more responsible you're an adult now so if you're going to continue to be here like you said it should you should be helping out so yeah but a lot of it's a lot of grown people 25 and older to still live with their parents and be mad like i'm your child why do you have me paying bit like okay now nah, you just <laughs> you just dragging it a little bit but oh if that's that's what you want to do then that's what we that's what we're gonna do then so um I wanted to, let me see, talk about a chapter from the book. I just saw it. If you haven't read the book, remind you, it is on Amazon via um, Kindle and paperback. The book is called Single Mother Squad by T. Rose. So yeah, I wanted to go ahead and talk about the co-parenting chapter, which is chapter 25. And that's because we was talking about the two-parent households and all that type of stuff. So I just want to go ahead, go ahead and dive into this chapter a little bit. <laughs> so it says, woo. Yeah, I started off with woo because I'm just like, oh, I can't. It says, I just started off by saying that. <laughs> I had to just start it off by saying that. It said, that kind of describes my emotions when it comes to co-parenting. This is one of the most important roles you will once what you will have once you become a parent, unless you have a unique situation where only one party is involved. Although very important, it can be very, very difficult. It can also be difficult to co-parent within a marriage because all parties involved may not agree in certain areas when it pertains to the child or children. I have yet to figure out how how to do this effectively. I've always wanted to have a great co-parenting experience and relationship with the other party, but things don't always work out the way we plan. As you know, this is not a single parent situation. The name is co-parenting, so you can't do it alone. So, yeah, <laughs> that's just a little bit from um, that chapter. But it's just like, whew, I still, all these years later. So, at, at this point, I'm aging out of the co-parenting um, stages. Like, you know, I, I have a 18-year-old soon, and I don't want to keep on pushing that because I don't want to rush her to turn 18 or nothing like that. She just turned 16, so... I'm just happy for where she's at now. But just like realistically, it's almost to that point. And I survived. 
<laughs> in the beginning it was real hard because it's just like a lot of times people don't agree because of certain bitternesses and if that's even a word <laughs> but just certain situations block someone from being able to um you know correctly handle being around you or being able to properly communicate because it's like certain things are blocking them from doing that like when you have certain feelings and emotions it's like i don't nah i want to give you some pushback i want to you know i want to cause you some some issues because i'm feeling however i'm feeling so it's something that you can't do alone like i said it's, it's a situation that you have to do with multiple parties it can't just be you you can't be the only one that is like pulling and doing you know doing all the the hard work and then they just come in and just do the bare minimum and everything is supposed to be cool like no it don't that's not how it go so you have to have somebody to to do it with you <laughs> so yeah okay <laughs> what you what you worried about that no. <laughs> so yeah so do you want children um i don't want children okay yeah yes because uh-huh <laughs> children are a lot they're a lot come on yeah um... <laughs> ruffled feathers it's too much the process of making the process of caring giving birth and taking care of a child. And I personally don't want to take care of no kids, but I want to take care of me mm -hmm. myself, and I and I not trying to mess up my body. Even though you don't always mess up your body, but mm -hmm. just everybody's different. Yeah. So what's good? Do you are you do you have any fears about? Like, yes. Okay. So what is one of your main fears? Like your top fear about having children? That I'm gonna die. That you don't die. Having my baby. <laughs> oh my god! And you know what? It's not a joke. We're not being sensitive because you. A lot of people. This is very true. So, right. The fact that you know that and aware and it's aware of that that scares you, and it's so true. Like we risk so much of ourselves to bring life. You know what I'm saying? So it's plenty of people. They, you know, the kids, the babies lose their life, and so does the mom. So that's you know that's a lot, and it's a big risk to to become a parent, and. It's one of the most selfless things you can ever do to become a parent. Like it takes, and it takes a, a selfless person to become a parent. Like you can't, you have to get rid of like your whole everything. Cause you literally giving up your whole body <laughs> to carry and to nurture a child. So you can't be all about yourself. So the fact that you said like, it's me, myself, I, you, you already know within yourself, like I ain't made, I ain't fit to be, you know, <laughs> to be no parent because I'm focused on me and my well-being, and that's enough right there. And that's perfectly fine because you have that right. Your body, your right, your responsibility, like it's whatever you choose to do. So can't nobody take that away from you. And that's your choice. That's your opinion. That's how you feel. <laughs> so I I feel that 100 percent you know, it takes a lot. And <laughs> that ain't nothing to play with and a lot of people i feel like take it for granted just the just the ability to be able to produce and bring life you know what i'm saying a lot of people take that for granted um that's an episode for another day but 
you know, a lot of people just go around and just freely do whatever and just feel like, oh, I don't have to deal with this. I don't want to deal with that. But it's just like, you got to be more responsible because there's so many people who wish they were in your shoes and can, can have the blessings that you have. So definitely, you know, take that into regards when you're out here living your fun and free life. <laughs> this baby cracked it. <laughs> so yeah, guys, <laughs> I'm going to, um, but I'm going to let you go. If you, if you want to go, you know, you can go. <laughs> and, um, you know, we'll see you next time or whatever. Cause I don't want to hold you up. You know, she got to get, she got to get back to her important, you know, things that she has going on. <laughs> you said what are those important things? I was being sarcastic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But um actually we could just we can wrap this one up today. Like stay tuned for part two for baby girls episode. And we'll see what's her thoughts on some of these things. <laughs> so yeah, guys, until next time. Bye. Bye.